Each week, you don't know when to come on. <laughs> straight back, straight back. Yeah. And all those people out on Spotify and Apple iTunes hearing this show also. And of course, we have our fabulous sports panel. You people on Zoom right here live every week on On The Mark. Yes, you're on The Mark Sports Talk. With your host, Mark, with a C. Got to always mention that. And for those who are counting, this is show 113. Kanahara. <laughs> How is everybody today? Good. Good. How are you, Mark? I'm doing fab. I went to work. I mean, I started working, uh, you know, working in the summertime. And, uh, oh, geez, my back was hurting so much the other day. I had to move these boxes. You know, you know when you don't work and then you do physical stuff, you know, I don't do stuff around the house. But so I'm out of shape. And uh, Wednesday, Thursday, sweating and picking up boxes and moving boxes from one school to another. And you don't want to hear my story. But anyway, I'm a little sore today. And uh, boy, I had some leg cramps last night. If you guys have any cures for leg cramps, uh, talk to me later about how to, how to get rid of some of these nighttime leg cramps. Walk it off. No. Two in the morning, you get these leg cramps. I don't know. I hobble around for about a half hour before it yeah. subsides. Anyway. No, magnesium. I, I, magnesium. I take magnesium pills. What do I got to do? Take the whole bottle? Vitamin D. Vitamin D with magnesium. What I, I want to hear is Michael. No. Is on is on vacay. Like you call it a vacation, Mike, when you go out there? No, it's our second home. We've been living here since 1980, believe it or not. I want to know. We we want to before you came on. We were talking about you, believe it or not. We want to know why you kissed the brown, as we saw you do on Facebook. If you guys are Facebook friends with Michael, he kisses well, the ground in Boulder every year. He says, "Why?" Well, one of the reasons is that. When we originally came here, I was still a teacher and things were arduous and there was stealing cars and all kinds of crazy things. And Boulder, Colorado, our slogan here is 22 square miles surrounded by reality. And it's just a beautiful spot. And I'm so happy to get here. It's unbelievable. So when you go from Denver to Boulder, you take the Boulder Turnpike. And as you see the front range of the visitor center, and it's so darn beautiful that I always went and kissed the ground and took some pictures. If you look on Facebook, I took some of the pictures. And uh, I'm a big Boulder, Colorado aficionado. I hope for a very, very, very long time. And this year in particular, I kissed the ground because last year when we came and I kissed the ground, I ended up in a hospital with one of the worst summers of my entire life with what they call urinary retention. And uh, it was about eight months of sheer, sheer torture. So this year, I hope to God that things are going to be better for my family and me, because I drove everybody crazy. And that's another reason for kissing the ground. And here <laughs> yeah. I am. Well, that's a good reason. That's a good reason. <laughs> yeah. uh, you guys got to see it. If you're on Facebook, go onto his page. You'll see him uh, look. kissing the ground. <laughs> I was in Boulder once. Have you guys ever been in Boulder? Yes. Yeah. Else? Yes. Big fire oh, yeah. Very nice place. Two times. Very nice place. Yeah. Denver's a great Thank place. You. Denver, Colorado's a great place. When, yeah. when I was 20 years old on a cross country trip, we, we stayed in the dorms for University of Colorado for a few days. Hmm. Nice. I used to rent out the dorms to people in the summer. So, how's the weather there today, Michael? Today, I'd say right now, I'm sitting here, it's about 77 degrees. And it's almost every day, it's beautiful. And today, in particular, 
And the day that we got there and I kissed the ground, it was even more beautiful than ever. And I had to take pictures of the mountains and stuff like that. You might have like one or two bad days the entire summer. Otherwise, Boulder has like uh, 320 sunny days. So you can imagine how beautiful it is. And when, and also with the weather, if you don't like the weather, you just wait because it's every single possible weather. You look at the mountains, you see a little tiny puffy cloud and it could turn into anything, wind, hail, rain, and the temperature will go from up to down. And it's very, 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 very entertaining weather conditions here in Boulder. And right now it's beautiful. Yeah. You're about 45 minutes, I think, from, from Denver, right? Less, maybe, maybe a little, 30, maybe 30, 30. 30. Right. So we have friends who, who were living in Seattle, Washington, and they just, they were afraid with North Korea and their missiles. They said, yeah. oh, they're in a, they're in a, they're in a, I mean, the missiles can come right over and hit Seattle. So the, the, the whole family moved to Denver. They figure it's a little too far for those missiles to come. And that, they uprooted and they went to, uh, they went to, to Denver because of the missiles of North Korea. <laughs> All right, everyone. All right, Gerald, I think we're up to your report. Uh, your numbers report, Gerald, uh, sponsored by Bobbleheads. Good for you today. And show number 113, 1846 was the starting year, which makes this year what? 1959. Oh, great year to talk about sports. Go ahead. What happened? Uh, first, early, early win won the Cy Young Award going 22-10 and 10 with the 3.17 ERA. Uh, key statistical leaders by league. Batting average, Hank Aaron, 355. Bobby Keane, 353. Home runs, Eddie Matthews, 46. Rocky Calavito and... That noise coming from? Hold on, Joe. Someone has a little static. Does anyone know which one of you guys is static? static Staticky. And no one knows? Joe, is it you? Me? I don't think so. I don't know. You were doing like one of these like it's me. Oh. All right. So, okay. No. If you, if, if, okay. Maybe don't you don't now. know it's coming from anyone. Okay, it's quiet now, so yeah. Maybe it's I'll, you, I'll go over the I'll go over the key statistical leaders by league. Uh, batting average: Hank Aaron, three fifty-five. Harvey Keen, three fifty-three home runs. Eddie Matthews, forty-six. Rocky Calavito and Harmon Killebrew, forty-two apiece. RBIs: Ernie Banks, one hundred forty-three. Jackie Jensen, one hundred twelve. Slugging average, Hank Aaron, 636, Al Kaline, 530. Triples, Wally Moon and Charlie Neal. Los Angeles Dodgers, 11 apiece. Bob Allison, 9. Complete games, Warren Spahn, 21. Camilo Pasquale, 17. Strikeouts, Big D or Don Drysdale, 242. Senator Jim Bunning, 201. Winning percentage, 94-year-old Elroy Face, 18 and 1, 947 winning percentage. Bob Shaw, 750. By the way, Elroy Face was a relief pitcher. He pitched more than one inning at a time. And uh, he came in very often with a tie score and, and uh, didn't relinquish the lead. So uh, that's how he uh, uh, compiled the record of 18 and 1. The Boston Red Sox were the last MLB team to integrate with Pumpsy Green on July 21st. Rocky Calavito hit four consecutive home runs at Baltimore's Memorial Stadium. He joined Lou Gehrig and Bobby Lowe 
as the only MLB players to accomplish this feat. On May 26th, Harvey Haddix, uh, as I recall, his, um, his nickname was Kitten, pitched a perfect game against Milwaukee for 12 innings, only to lose in the 13th. Cleveland's Tito Francona led the league with a 363 batting average, but was one at bat short with 399. Hence, Harvey King got the award at 353. Willie McCovey hit his first career home run on August 2nd, 1959. Uh, the, Dodgers, the Dodgers defeated the White Sox 42 in the World Series. The Dodgers became the first West Coast team to win a World Series. I still hate Moses. The MVP was Larry Sherry. And something very interesting happened in 1959. For the first time, the American League and the National League agreed on an interleague trading period. Prior to that, in order to move a player from one league to another, they had to clear waivers. All the, te- all the teams in the league had a wave on, on those players. So they had a period in uh, uh, actually from uh, November 21st to December 15th of, 19, of 1959. That was the first interleague trading period. The American League and the National League uh, presidents and the Commissioner of Baseball was against it, but they went ahead and put that into effect. And the first trade, as far as I could tell from my research, November 21st, 1959, the Cincinnati Reds traded Tom Acker to the Kansas City Royals for Frank House. The Boston Red Sox traded Dick Gurnett. Sorry. Gurnett. Dick, Dick Gurnett. To the Chicago Cubs for Dave Hillman and Jim Marshall. And to me, that was absolutely fascinating how the interleague trading started and how uh, you could you couldn't move a player without without the player uh, clearing waivers. And of course, if you want to make a trade uh, in the non-interleague trading period this year, let's say the the player has to has to uh, uh, clear waivers in order to be able to make the exchange. So I'm kind of fascinated with the whole genesis of uh, interleague trade. And that's my report. Yeah, Fred, you want to comment? Yeah, I just want to add a little bit about 1959. It was a one-year blip for the Yankees. I think they finished third. The Indians were second. And a couple other things. The White Sox, not noted for their power, if you remember, the Go-Go Sox. Right. Yeah. And they also, and yes, they also yes. had a Jewish pitcher on their team, Barry Lapman. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. okay. And I think Larry Sherry's Jewish, too. Yeah, that's why, yeah. I, that's why I said that, yeah, because they seem... Larry and Norm. Larry and Norm. On the mark is not a Jewish show. Just in case you want to bring that up. Remember the, remember the White Sox <laughs> team from that year? Yeah, sure. We talked about that before. On the yeah, Louis yeah. 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 Nelly Fox. Nelson Fox. Name another one. That's two. Name another one. Jungle Jungle, 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 Jim Rivera, Jim Landis, Sherman Mala. Billy Pierce. Pierce. I forget who the third. I forget who the third baseman. Was it Bubba Phillips? Bubba Phillips. That's that's right. That's right. I have a question, Fred. Quick question question for Fred. Who hit the home run in game one 
and the guy in, in, uh, in left field uh, dropped all his beer. I think that was uh, the game the uh, White Sox won 11 to nothing. Yeah, I just don't remember. Guy, I know famous, for, guy famous for his muscles. Oh, Kuzuski. 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 That's right. He was on that team. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I think the that's the year when Nelly Fox, who was a big uh, tobacco chewer, yeah. uh, there was a close pitch high and inside. He hit the dirt and he became very sick because he discovered yeah. he swallowed the tobacco. Yeah. <laughs> when, 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 when Gerald, when you mentioned Bob Shaw, wasn't he on the Mets? I don't think he was an original yes. Mets, but, yes. but like the, yes. maybe the he was on the Mets. He was on. He was on the Braves, and he was on the uh, uh, the White Sox. I believe John, the Giants, too. the Giants. Too. But he, we know him more as a, a White Sox. I think. Yeah. All right. All right. Good. You bring back a lot of uh, old names, and uh, like I said, that's that's why we have you do that. And Al Lopez was the manager, right? Right, right, exactly. That's right. That's right. All right. Thank you, uh, Gerald, on that. 19th. So next remember a new a new decade. 1960. 1960. Yeah. Uh, right, right. My favorite one of my favorite years. Not mine. <laughs> right, we can talk about that next week. Why why it is and why oh. it is. All right, let's go on to uh first of all, as far as beep beeps go. It's hard to find these, but I found one. Uh, not that he's it's current, because this this guy pitched in the nineties. But I found his name, Rich Bachelor. Anyone remember him? Bachelor, B A T C H E L O R. Bachelor. He was a relief pitcher for the Cardinals and the Padres. Bachelor. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> as far as you can go back this whole week, every day something. Really, really exciting happened in baseball or other sports. I'm not going to go back to every day like I usually do because there was so much. I found so much information this week. But today, particularly June 30th, here's what I found on a couple of things. I didn't do everything. 1908, at the age of 41 and three months, Cy Young becomes the oldest player to record a no-hitter, his third as the Boston uh, Red Sox beat the New York Highlanders. Now, I'm just trying to think, was um, Randy Johnson older than 41 when he pitched his last no-hitter? They said at that time he was the oldest pitcher. I wonder if he's still the oldest pitcher from, from 1908. Okay, 1934. This is, I thought this was interesting. 34. Detroit radio executive George Richards. It means nothing to anyone, I'm sure. He pays $7,952.08 to buy the NFL team called the Portmouth Spartans. He decides to move the the team to Detroit and call them the Detroit Lions. Mm. So he bought the Lions for uh, $7,900. In 60, you're probably buying for the same price now. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Feel bad for them. Yeah. 1962, Koufax uh, throws his first of his four no hitters, and who? What team was it against? Uh, Mets. Mets. The Mets, five nothing. In 1967, remember Cookie Rojas? Yes. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. pitches. I mean, he was an infielder mostly. Uh, yeah. He pitches the ninth inning of a 12-3 loss, which is not so uncommon today, 
But now in 1967, they said Cookie has now played all nine positions uh, since debuting in 1963. So he played a little outfield, even caught, and finally he pitched. So that was nice. 78, McCovey becomes the 12th person to join the 500 club. I wonder how many 500 home run hitters are there now. Mm. What do you think, 20, 30? No. 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 He no. was the 12th, right? He was the 12th. Well, so probably better remember, McCovey hasn't played in a long, long time. That was 78. Jeez. I'd say 30 at least. We could double check on that one. Uh, 78, Larry Doby becomes the second African-American manager in baseball. He wanted to manage the White Sox. Here's a good one. 1982. I didn't know this trivial information here. Uh, New, New Jersey in the NHL gets a franchise. We all know it's the yeah. Devils, right? Mm-hmm. And, they, and they named the Devils by a fan voting. The fans voted for the, the name Devils. But how did they come up with Devils? Uh, there's something called a Jersey Devil. Not a devil dog. Oh, yeah. The Jersey Devil, a creature <laughs> that allegedly inhabited the Pine Barrens of South Jersey. <laughs> and we'll call the team the, the, uh, the Jersey Devils. Um, this one I forgot. In 1988, this is a team that we were talking about, the Chicago White Sox. In 1988, agreed to build a new stadium. Otherwise, the White Sox were going to Florida. Mm. You guys remember that? Yeah. Yeah, of course you miss it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 1992, the first paid bathrooms were installed in the U.S. Open, and you had to pay 25 cents to go pee. <laughs> How about the 1992, 94, the O.J. Simpson hearing begins. Right. So long ago, right? 22 and, and 6, 28 yeah. years ago. Correct. Uh, 1994, same day. Uh, the Ice Skating Federation bought Tanya Harding for life from what she did in the Olympics. 84 uh, Winter Olympics. Yeah. And then in 1995, Eddie Murphy gets his 3,000th hit. And Eddie, he Murray. A, Eddie Murray. Eddie Murray. Murray, Murray. Murray. I said Murphy, right? <laughs> Eddie Murray gets his 3,000th hit, and he became the 20th person at that time. And again, I wonder how, how many more there are today. Okay. That's all I have on the date, and we might as well go. Now, we're changing. What to Michael? Yeah, I just wanted to mention, uh, getting back to Jerry's report, okay. does, anybody, does anybody know why the uh, Dodgers weren't, weren't the most popular, the Dodgers winning the pennant and all that, were not the most popular baseball item in New York, and why? And uh, Howie, this question is direct, directed partially to you. There was something very, very exciting going on with the Giants in the year of 1959. Does anybody remember? Not the continent. Well, the Giants, weren't they? They were already in the... San Francisco. Yeah. All right, I'll tell you guys. And Howie, I'm sure you're going to remember this. Probably the most exciting baseball announcing I've ever heard was in 1959 when Les Kider created in the baseball yeah. season. Yeah. And it was unbelievable. Yeah. He, would, he would have a... Like Willie Mays would get up. Right. The ball's hit. And 
Everybody else, back, 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 back. Here we go. Boom. Oh, 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 right, right. And then he'd go, here comes the ball. Here comes the ball. And he beat the ball. And it was the most exciting thing. I've, and he had a, a stick. And he hit the stick. And you'd hear the bat. And you'd hear the crowd go, yay, yeah. boo, yay, boo. That was and terrific. I got to tell you, right? It made up for the fact that the wrong team won the World Series in 1959. Very <laughs> I had to get yeah. that in. Yeah, Joe. <laughs> on May on May May 18th, 2004, 40-year-old Randy Johnson became the oldest pitcher to throw a perfect game, earning a two-to-nothing win for the Arizona Diamondbacks over the Atlanta Braves in front of a crowd of 23,381 in Turner Field. So that was his second no-hitter, or actually, uh, it was a perfect game when, at the age of 40. Uh, but he was 41, so I, I'm the oldest recorder no-hitter. Right, right. So maybe the pitching perfect game is different from a no-hitter. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. Big okay. difference. So Brooke to Michael's weekly rant and uh, through a couple of conversations with a few of you during the week, we decided that Michael really doesn't have to rant anymore because <laughs> he, he made his point. <laughs> the Yankees are uh, doing fabulous this year. There's nothing really to rant about. So we're, we're going to keep his feature each week, but we're changing it to Michael's weekly views. Thank you. <laughs> sounds, a little, sounds a little vanilla. But You're going to give it a kind of horror. Okay, right. we'll see what happens. And what <laughs> Michael, am I brought to you by? You're sponsored by Tweezers. Tweezers, okay. <laughs> well, well, first of all, I'd like to say that uh, Mark asked me last time if I would compare the current Yankee season to the 1998 Yankee season. The 1998 season, in my mind, was the best baseball team I've ever seen the Yankees have. They might have been the best team in baseball. And I, was, I, I uh, looked up this article. They won 114 games in the regular season, which at the time was an American League record. And they were not the most talented team ever, but they were the, they were the most complete team. Each of the 25 guys had a role, and each of the guys – executed. They had youth and experience, power and speed, right-handed, left-handed pitching. And the bullpen, of course, was Mariano Rivera. And if you want to compare them to this year, right now, if the season ended, it would probably be the best team in history of baseball. That's how good they are. And that's one of the reasons why I cannot rant. And uh, the only thing that you'd want to rant about is they're trying to figure out uh, what they're going to do with Joey Gallo because even uh, Aaron Hicks figured out how to play the game. Every, every, everything possible. And you take, for example, uh, Jose Trevino, who was arguably the uh, second best catcher in all of baseball. He finds himself, a, he was a, really one of the worst hitters you'd ever want to see. He finds himself a guru and somehow he works with his guru and he becomes as good a hitter as he is today. Then there's uh, this Chapman who was over the hill and out of, out of baseball and now he's a very, very promising and, and threatening ball player. And who's to say, and I think it's going to happen, that during Aroldis Chapman's injury, uh, he learned a little thing. And the way I've been reading, he's going to regain his position as the closer of the Yankees because he, I think, is going to end up pitching as well, if not better, than Clint Holmes, who currently yeah. is the best player. So um, it's difficult for me to rant about the Yankees. But uh, that, that's basically it. <laughs> if uh, you want to give me a little time, I'd like to tell you guys about my experience today with the Avalanche. 
It was a very uh, interesting day. They had yeah, the, go, uh, go. yeah, you don't mind. They, as you know, I'm I live I live in Boulder the summer year, and uh, the entire I, I say of all the cities in the country, uh, Denver is way way up there in the love of their sports teams, whether it's the Broncos and their Avalanche and Nuggets and, and just about everybody. So today they had the parade in the city and they're, they're traipsing around the uh, the Stanley Cup. So a couple of interesting things occurred with the Stanley Cup. One was the captain. They showed a picture of, of his little two-year-old daughter drinking from the cup. It was very, very cute. That was one thing. And then the cup travels, so it goes from player to player. So they showed these two guys. They were, they were uh, gay, and they were living in some, uh, some apartment in, in uh, Denver, and they get a knock on the door, and it was the wrong address. They brought the Stanley Cup to them, and they couldn't believe it. They, they got the Stanley Cup. So basically, that's it. The entire city is going bananas because of the avalanche winning the Stanley Cup. And it was really cool. And I hope one of these years it'll be the Rangers. But it's very, very cool when you're in a city where the team has won the Cup. All right? And that's all, all my report for today. Yeah, Joe, you wanted to say something? Yeah, I just saw. I'm sorry about the vacuuming, but um, that's where this noise is coming from. But there was just, uh, apropos of, uh, oh, God, uh, Gallo, uh, somebody in Philadelphia proposed a trade because Bryce Harper's out now. Right. Yeah. So it might be a landing spot for him. And today I heard that, uh, why not bring up uh, Andujar? Bring up Andujar and uh, DF. And and who's to say if there's a sports psychologist out there or a coach who could figure out what his flaw is right now? Because any pitcher... He could just throw a high fastball and strike him out right now. That's and yet he continues to play. Ball. And they're trying, you know, they're trying to find this missing link in his swing. And they're continuing. And I guess they could afford to do it because of the rest of the team being that good. Yeah. Yeah. Gerald. So Mike, Mike, regarding Chapman, uh, do you think that Chapman could become more of a pitcher than a thrower? I the way, you know what it is, Jerry. The way things have been happening with the Yankees, everything good is happening to them. I mean, you and I, Jerry, should be this lucky for everything wonderful happening to us, right? And that's what's happening with the Yankees. It's 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 unbelievable. Judge is the best player in baseball. You can argue that. Where, where did that happen, right? It, it's just over and over and over. And, uh, and the Astros, of course, are very, very tough. And I think that they worked on Chapman during his injury – where he's changed his delivery. And he, he was pitching in the minors. Uh, he, he threw like 11 pitch uh, uh, closing innings. That's how he's pitching in the minors right now. So we shall see. But the way things are going with the Yankees, I say, yes, he's going to be lights out. Okay. okay. All right. Interesting. And we'll talk more about baseball when we get there. Lots of baseball stuff to talk about. But thank you for your views, your new views. Michael's views. You got to get used to that. Taking the value. All right, Howie, we're up to your West Coast report, and you're sponsored this week by Belts. 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 Oh. Putting your, your pants to keep your pants up. Belts. Okay. Brandon Belts. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, I don't know if you guys heard, but it was reported that uh, Kevin Durant wants out of Brooklyn this morning. Yeah. I didn't hear uh, that. Just today? Yeah. Kyrie wants to stay in Brooklyn. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, this was going to be part of my report anyway about uh, 
who the, the Warriors have to make a decision on uh, retaining some of their players. Uh, Kevin Looney, the center, Gary Payton Jr., Otto Porter Jr., and uh, Bialita are all unrestricted free agents. Uh, as far as Kevin Durant coming back to He's not coming uh, back. Golden State, it's very, very unlikely. They would, they would have to offer Brooklyn, uh, Wiseman, Kaminga, Wiggins, <laughs> Jordan Poole. It, it would be crazy. You'd be blowing up the team. So the report out of uh, out of uh, the Warriors are the number one uh, re-signing uh, uh, target is uh, Kevin Looney, who really had a great, great year. Was played every game, never injured. So uh, Looney is the number one uh, re-signing. And uh, then Gary Payton is going to cost big, too. Uh, they won't get him cheap. And he, there is rumor that uh, Denver might be interested in Payton ha having him uh, uh, play uh, next to, uh, what's his name, Denver. <laughs> I keep forgetting his name. But that's, that's the, the other thing. Uh, so it's basically uh, Looney, uh, Peyton, and probably Otto Porter, but Looney and Peyton are two targets. Uh, the next bit of news is the Oakland A's, soon to be the Vegas A's. Oh, There's yeah. a report out of Major League Baseball that MLB B is willing to waive its relocation fee for the Oakland A's if they move the franchise to Las Vegas. Oh. Uh, it's not really a coincidence. This, and this is a billion-dollar relocation fee. So we're not talking about dropping the bucket. Uh, that, that's about the only report I have on that. It's just that so they have to pay a fee to relocate? Normally, and, a team to relocate, they have to, you know, all the... Uh, I thought they had to pay a fee to the, the, the team that's closest to them where they're going. Remember I'm not them? sure. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm not sure. Instance, if, uh, uh, if they wanted because, to go to San Jose, the, they have to pay the Giants money. Or something. Yeah, yeah. But uh, this is a billion-dollar fee. It's, it's paid to Major League Baseball. It could be different. Up, but, and they're waiving uh, it. They may want to waive it. So well, nothing, and, no, and there was no comment by the A's, no comment from uh, the city of Oakland about that. Nothing, no comment from the MLB. It was just a report, but you can see where this is going. So. But when? How long does this take? We've been talking about this for a long time. Yeah, well. Have to build a stadium, though. The state, they're on the lease for another few years. Uh -huh. So this can, this can drag on for several more years, unless they buy themselves out of the lease. Yeah. Uh, there is a stadium. They just showed there is a stadium. I think it's, I think it's AAA uh, in Vegas. It only seats around 10,000, 12,000. Really looks nice. And. They said they can actually build on that site a larger stadium. Uh, but, of course, if you're going to have an league baseball team in Vegas, it's got to be in a dome, you know. Yeah, of course. It has to of be. Joe? So, 
this will I drag just wanted, out. I just wanted to say that I watched some of the Oakland Yankees series. I mean, it's like, you know, it's it's not fair. <laughs> no. Just it's not like, fair. It's like a triple-A team. It's a it joke. is. It uh, is. They got one of the worst feeling teams in the league. Uh, they do have three choice pitches. Uh, Frankie Montez, who, who uh, from what I'm reading, he's good, yeah. One team after uh, possibly the Mets. They could uh, use him. What? They Mets, could use him. Yeah, they're talking about. And you got Paul Blackburn, who also can pitch well, uh, but I'm not sure how long they can control him. And Cole Irvin, who also has pitched well for them. Uh, this is after they got rid of Manaya and Bassett. You know, I mean, they, they have pitchers coming out of the wazoo. Yeah. But th this team, they're purposely just breaking down the team, making it cheap, uh, so that when they're ready to move to Vegas, they'll have the money to put up uh, towards a new stadium. Because they, the, the thing is, they want uh, the municipality wherever they go to, to help. Mm. They pay a lot for the stadium, so. Mm. Mm. But uh, it's. It is what it is. Yeah, uh, awful. We'll see awful. what happens. Okay. Uh, thank you for your um, Roger. You wanted to say something? I saw you. Yeah, no, it's it, right. They've kind of disbanded the franchise. They were pretty good the last couple of years, right, Howie? I mean, you're right. They've given away all their best players. I mean, it's kind of yeah, like they kept, they kept what they kept their whole idea the, from Moneyball on. They mm. kept having the players, and then uh, kind of like like a Belichick rule, like. A year or so, just when they were going to players were about to sign as free agents, they traded them and they got younger what? players. So this worked up until now. I mean, you look at where the players are. Matt Olson is on the Braves. Matt Chapman is on Toronto. Uh, you got Kanya on on the Mets. Marte was only on the team for half a year, but he's on the Mets. Um, Bassett. Bassett, Chris Bassett. Bassett. Bassett, yeah. You know, I mean, they're all over the place. There's so many. I mean, look, uh, the Yankees have uh, Donaldson, who is a terrific player with the A's. Yeah. They are. Mm. All right. Yeah. Here's what yeah. it is. Ch Chapman on Toronto. A couple more comments. Michael and then Jerry. Yeah, I just want to, want to say it's amazing, uh, an addendum to uh, Howie. The Yankees just got finished playing the uh, Oakland A's. And then again, it's like uh, playing against a minor league team. And yet when there's interleague baseball, the Yankees get the Cincinnati Reds, which yeah. is probably the worst team in the National League. And these are my Yankees this year. It's unbelievable. They also, they also got the Cubs and they destroyed the Cubs. Yeah. There you go. And the Cubs are the Cubs. And, and they're going to play the Pirates. The worst division on in baseball. And on and on and on. Yeah. 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 Gerald, my you want to father would have called it Yankee luck. <laughs> So far, Gerald. Uh, Howie, a couple of times, as you know, the Marlins broke down their team uh, yes. because they couldn't afford free agents. So I guess that playbook is around. And I guess Washington did the same thing. Yeah. 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 They definitely have done the same thing. Yeah. Got okay. Thank you, Howie, for your, your West Coast report. And now let's move on to stories by Larry from Fairfax, Virginia. He has a couple of things to talk to today, uh, his usual story. Plus, he has another thing to talk about, right? You're going to do two together, right? All right, go to, go to it. 
My story this week is entitled All About the Tour de France Bicycle Race. The Tour de France started in 1903 and is considered the equivalent of the Baseball World Series, the Football Super Bowl, and the Ice Hockey Stanley Cup. It is a team sport that features a total of 198 cyclists split into 22 teams. Over the course of 21 days, usually in July, cyclists cover a race course that extends more than 2,000 miles. Oh, wow. And this year, it begins tomorrow and ends on Sunday, 23 July. In modern times, a single Tour de France garners as many as 3.5 billion television viewers around the world and 12 million spectators. It is the world's biggest annual sporting event. This is how it works in a nutshell. The Tour de France is split into various teams, uh, as various uh, racing stages. There are flat terrain stages, hilly stages, mountain stages. Cyclists for, from a team wear the same colored jersey, for example, but along the way, a select few may wear special jerseys. A yellow jersey is worn by the race's leader, and a green jersey is worn by the top sprinter. Simply put, the rider that completes the most stages in the shortest amount of time goes on to win the overall title. The winner gets the prestigious Tour de France trophy and in modern times, a cash prize of about $500,000. Oh, wow. Notable Tour de France events. French road racer, Henri Cornet won the Tour de France in 1903 at the age of 20, the youngest in the history of the 119-year sport. Curiously, he never comp competed in it again. Wonder why. American cyclist Lance Edward Armstrong seemingly won the Tour de, Fra de, de France sev se seven consecutive times between 1999 and 2006, but officials stripped him of them when they learned that he was taking illegal doping agents. Yeah. As a result, Spanish road racer Miguel Laraya was then declared the Tour de France most consecutive winner, winning it five straight times from 1991 through 1995. European nations have won all the Tour de France trophies except for four. American cyclist Greg LeMond won it three times, 1986, 1989, and 1990. Anybody know what the fourth one is? The answer is Columbia road runner Egon Barnal at age 22 so won it in 2019. That completes my story for this week. So make sure we uh, tune in and watch the uh, Tour de France starting tomorrow. Yeah. Right? <laughs> right? Well, 23 days. We're going to watch it, yes. Well, Larry wanted to talk about something else that he uh, passed on to me a few days ago. You want to talk about that, the secretary? Yes. According to yesterday's Washington Post, 
Advocates for Minor Leagues, a nonprofit group, contacted the Senate Judiciary Committee to look into the effect of baseball's antitrust exemption on the salaries and working conditions in the minor leagues. Judiciary Committee Senators Durbin and Blumenthal on the Democrat side and Judiciary Committee Senators Grassley and Lee on the Republican side agreed to go into this claim in depth. More generally, the Justice Department recently said the following about baseball's antitrust exemption. It does not rest on any substantive policy interests that justify players and fans losing out on the benefits of competition. There's been other challenges to it, as you know, but it's, it seems to be getting more serious. I, I thought they cleaned up their act of minor leagues. I thought that, you know. Well, they, 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 they uh, started to pay the players for the hotels uh, a couple of years ago, but the, uh, the salaries, as you know, are, uh, a lot of players are under $20,000. Yeah, they signed to minor league contracts, yeah. But that's the life they, they want to go into. Well, but uh, that's the they, life don't have any say, they don't have any say in this. And, right. Uh, right. That's baseball. Yeah. All right. Any comments, guys, on this? Or All right. A little information for you. All right, Fred, we can go to you. Uh, I know we talked sure. about, a little bit about the hockey. You might as yeah. well wrap it the hockey up. Yeah. I, I just want to say one thing, but Obviously, Colorado, new Stanley Cup champion, and also great that Tampa Bay, three straight years going to the finals. But I want to say something about hockey, the trophy presentation. That is the greatest sport in sports, That when they, when they bring out the Stanley Cup. When you, when you watch it, you can, even if you're not a fan of the two teams, I mean, I really say this, I got a little choked up with emotion, just watching the way they do it, the way they present the cup. Each player gets to skate around with it. I mean, it is so far superior to anything. Baseball, basketball, football, I don't know, you know, you know presents, their, presents their champion. They really make a great spectacle in a, in a, in a great way. And, and, and hockey deserves a lot, of, a lot of praise for the way they do that. They've always done that. With the, and each player gets his name put on the Stanley Cup. And they, <coughs> excuse me. They get, to keep, they get to keep it for a day and do whatever they want with it. And, you know, it's just... It, 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 it's just, it's just great the way the way hockey does that, and they lock it up the rest of the time of yeah, the year, right? They, they lock yeah, it up. Yeah, and you know, and the, the whole spectacle with the, with the, you know the, the guys bringing it out in white gloves, you know, it, it, it it's really great. It it, it, it really is. Who's the and, guy who fell and dented it? I'm not sure. Did you see that? I heard yeah. about that. Yeah, they showed him. For the he was going to pose for the picture, the team picture, yeah. and he tripped. Yeah. And dented yeah. the, the bottom of it. You guys see it? Yeah. Did anybody see it? I heard, I heard about it. I heard about it. Yeah, you catch it on uh, I'm sure it's on YouTube. And then just a little aside, hockey free agency is going to start, I think, July 13th. And the Rangers are going to have some tough decisions to make about some of the some of the plays who who I know, you know, I, in an ideal world, they would like to keep all all of them, but they're going to have some decisions to make about Strom, Vetrano, Cap. And we'll see what happens in, in two weeks. But it's 
just great the way they do it. Stanley Cup. Here's a quick question for you hockey fans. We know that the uh, Avs won this year, 2022, and Tampa Bay won in 20 and 21. But who won in 2019? St. Louis Blues oh, beat, beat the Bruins in seven There's games. There's always someone who's <laughs> right. Everybody. Yeah. And, and as right. a matter of fact, there is we got in the Blues, and there was a player, I think Pat Maroon of Tampa Bay, so he had won three straight Stanley Cups. He was going for his personal fourth best this wow, year. Wow, they're getting the right place at the right time. Michael. Yeah. Yeah, I just wanted to say, as a contrast to what Fred just says, I agree with everything he says, the way they, they represent the, the cup and the way they dance around and march around. It's unbelievable. The story I told you about uh, the little girl of the captain, he, she drinks from a cup. Yeah, it's, unbelievable. So it's so unbelievably incredible. However, as a converse to all that, why is hockey such a horribly marketed sport? And they're not going to do anything about it. It's the least popular know. sport. The only ones who love hockey are us hockey lovers. And they they miss yeah. the boat. And especially, like, for example, uh, I noticed the New York Post, it sent out some, some reporters. But uh, during the entire hockey season, nobody in the other papers cover. It's an AP. AP covers most of the games. And then for the Stanley Cup, the first round, it was just the AP and the Daily News. Yeah. They started sending out reporters. Gary Bettman, maybe he's you know, the worst You're right about that, Mike. There's something missing there, Fred. But, but well, you're right. But what was interesting, though, I get the Daily News and the Post every day. And the news was relying on the Associated Press, which frankly wasn't bad. I mean, I enjoyed It's the only place I could you know, read the Associated Press stories. But but hockey, right, you know, they, Daily you know. The, they don't cover the Rangers. They don't cover the um, this, it, 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 hockey's more of I don't know a niche niche sport. To, it, you, you're right. It, I, I don't know. They don't market it well. You know the, the NHL. Danny. Yeah. Well, I sorry I came in late. Anyway, um, hockey I think lost a lot of its luster when they had the lockout back in the nineties. Uh, I was a huge huge uh, uh, hockey fan. I went to many Ranger games was lucky enough to go because the bank I worked for, we had season tickets there. So, but that that's besides that. But after the lockout, also another thing that, that happened was they brought in a lot of, a lot of players from, from Europe and Eastern Europe. Half the fans can't even pronounce the names of these guys. And, and there's not much of a, and we, and we have a great college uh, hockey crop. And what happens to these guys? They don't go into the NHL. Are they are the Europeans that much better than our college crop? Uh, uh, I mean, there's a them. lack of identity. Who do we identi- identify with? And in, in, in the heyday that I was a huge fan, I you know like Murdoch, uh, uh, Greshner, uh, all of these uh, U.S. and Canadian players. Nothing against the European players. They're wonderful. They're great. And they all speak English, which is really good, as opposed to in baseball, or really Swedish. annoying is, is, is that the Latin uh, uh, baseball players, they really all understand English, and many of them refuse to speak Spanish, speak English. Uh, it really annoys me in the, in, the, in, the, in the U.S. market. This is I'm saying this from someone that's coming from, I was born and raised in South America until I came here at age 14. But it's, it's, it's really the effort should be there. So you want to market yourself, market yourself with people that uh, players that uh, are easily recognizable. That's Fred. Okay. I want to ask you how how were the ratings of 
hockey playoffs compared to those of basketball this year? Hmm. Anybody know? I don't know. Really, when the Rangers were in it, they were they, they were getting yeah. pretty big ratings in, in, in around here. You know? Well, we have a few people on screen. I'm just curious. Just give a little hand or something like that. If if you watched the basketball playoffs, let's say the final, we'll talk about finals. Watch one or more of the basketball final games. And we know how we did. <laughs> and then and put your hand down. How about the hockey? How many of you watch the hockey? Oh. So it's about even. We're all, we're all sports fans, so maybe that's the reason why. I don't know. But those hockey, hockey and basketball, much better than baseball. I mean, if you think about it with hockey well, here in the New York area, we got three teams. More action, faster action. Right? And yeah, otherwise... When the Devils were at their height, you know, we hated them out of New York. Out of nothing. New Jersey team. All right. We could talk about this another time. Popularity. And all that you stuff. know, there's, yeah. a lot of, there's a lot of comparisons. Uh, you have European players who, who played in the NBA, you know, and they speak yeah. English and all. Yeah. And so you have the same thing in hockey. And you also have the expansion of the NBA. And you had the expansion of hockey to places where you would never think yeah. they play hockey in Arizona and Tampa, you know. California. Uh, <laughs> yet there's yet the the coverage, the interest is like night and day. I mean, there's a there's a big interest, more of an interest in basketball, particularly the NBA level, than yeah. hockey. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Well, part of it with basketball is hockey players, you know, you're wearing helmets, you're wearing basketball players, you're close to the yeah. court, you can identify yeah. with it. And hockey is also an expensive sport to play. Basketball on the street level, you can play. But, but you know, you can, you can recognize a basketball player on the court. You know, it's, it's, it's different. It's more. Yeah, that's. You only recognize the players by the numbers. Yeah, I don't follow hockey at all. I mean, yeah. I know one Colorado yeah. Avalanche after yeah. Tampa Bay won last two. I really don't follow. I've gone to a few hockey games in person, and it's really exciting. It is watch. in person. It's great. Oh, yeah. incredible to watch. There is there is no team by you. There's no team. Yeah, they, they had a team. San Jose. San Jose. San Jose Sharks. San Jose. San Jose. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Close by. Uh, my cousin used to have the, to have the open seals. Like seals, yeah. Yeah, yeah, seals, long yeah. time ago. All right, let, yeah. let's move on. We can talk about this another time. Um, it's good to compare it to basketball to hockey. You know, uh, because as I say, basketball promotes itself internationally also. Because yeah. you know, but, when you have when when Ginobili was, for example, was playing in, in the NBA, uh, half of Latin America, it, especially Argentinians, yeah. you know, you know, follow it, the NBA it, constantly. The Brazilians also. And, and look, look at basketball. Look, look at basketball. Internationally, hockey, the NHL doesn't go internationally. They really should address how to play with the European leagues. And, mm. and, look, and look at basketball and hockey here with the Rangers and Knicks. Look at the comparisons how both teams are run. They're owned by the same guy. Dolan always gets, you know, you always hear Dolan, Dolan, Dolan in relation to the Knicks. You never hear him talking about right. the Rangers. You know, the, you know, it's like hands off. He's just, it's like, I don't care about the Rangers. Let them. You know, I hired these guys, and you know, Knicks. N nobody ever says, "Oh, it's Dolan's fault if the Rangers have a bad year." 
You know, it's just interesting. Of course, he cares about the Knicks. Stephen and then Joe. Stephen then Joe. Also, the uh, college basketball is is promoted great, and they don't college hockey. There's like ten teams that play it or something. Right, right. College basketball with the Final Four and the NCAA, it's all over the place. Yeah, college hockey called the Frozen Four. Nobody knows yeah. about that. Can no one knows about those teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joe? Yeah, one, one thing technical. I noticed that I, I hadn't watched hockey for many, many years. And when I watched it before, it was very hard to follow on television. But now that everything is high definition in television, you can really follow it. Yeah. And it was, it actually was exciting to watch. And I watched until the Rangers lost. And then I, you know. I didn't care about either of the other club. Yeah. But I mean, that's one of the most exciting things in sports is a sudden death overtime Stanley Cup game. Mm-hmm. But you can really, there's, no, but there's no limits on, you know, playing. You, you, you can play five periods and it's really very exciting. But you could really, you could really see the puck now in high yeah. definition TV and you can follow everything. And before it was very hard. And you can Remember slow motion, the- slow motion too. Yeah, that's why you need and, and, a replay. Hockey is trying... Hockey is trying to make inroads into minority communities too. I mean, years ago, I don't know if you heard this story, but a guy guy who calls up a sports talk show, an African American guy, says, "You know, why I don't like hockey. You go to a game, the only thing black is the puck, and they keep and they keep kicking it around." Rather <laughs> <laughs> black players. Yeah, there are, there are getting to be more. And when's the last time any of you went ice skating? Can you remember <laughs> the last time you went ice skating? About eight years ago. About eight years ago. Oh, my ankle. So six years ago. Let's go. I went 22 years ago. 1964. Yeah, I'm around there, too. That sounds about right, Larry. 2000. That sounds about right. Hey, I picked up my first girlfriend from the ice skating ring. Uh, Yeah, it's great. And meanwhile, we have have an ice skating ring right next to our temple. Have you ever stepped foot in that place? Then you Let's have an outing. Years and years ago, we Let's go on. Let's move on to to basketball as a whole. Last week, we were talking about the draft. The draft seems like so far away, but it's just last Thursday. And the the magic surprised everyone by Paolo Bancaro. Is that how you pronounce it? Bancaro? Bancaro. From Duke. Yeah. Right. Yeah, from Duke. A surprise, yeah. surprise. That was a surprise yeah. of the whole, I think, right. the whole show. Yeah, Everyone was saying Jabari Smith. Smith. Yeah. And Jabari didn't go to a third to the Rockets right. picked him. I don't understand what they liked in Chet Holmgren from Gonzaga. He's a stick. He can shoot three. Because he's, he, he's the new age center. He can shoot right. three pointers and is a rim all right, protector. All right. I can see him being bumped once and breaking in half. I don't know. He's got to gain some weight. got to gain some weight. And then, the, and then the Knicks, what they do, they, they, they pick someone and trade them away, and they had no picks, yeah. really, right? They wanted to clear cap space. So if by that time, get, draft if picks they don't get Brunson, <laughs> if they don't get Brunson, boy. Well, well free, they're not free, getting them. Free, free agency starts in about an hour and 22 minutes. Yeah. That's right. There, so six o'clock, I heard. So an hour and 22 is minutes. Any, is oh, there any chance of Durant going to the Knicks? Oh no, no, I don't. Want they would have to probably give up. <laughs> maybe, maybe give up their eleven draft picks they have over the last yeah. seven years okay. plus a couple of players. Don't want them. Perfect. <laughs> okay, then there was the the Kyrie Irving story. Is he staying or going? Staying? Or, oh, he's going. Staying. He's going. No, I'm staying. He's, he's going to give the Nets a break. 
Yeah, except his thirty-six point five million option. I'll stay here in in Brooklyn. Boy, what a tough choice to make. Yeah, we were talking before we went on the air. We were talking about uh, Russell Westbrook. Yeah, his. His his option for how much? Forty seven. Forty seven. Yeah, forty seven. I'll take that money, right? I'll, I'll take that I'll money. Stay like, sure, I'll, I'll stay yeah. you know. <laughs> I got to twist Amazing. my arm. <laughs> so I went to look, and I the newspapers always tell you like who was the number one draft pick last year, two years. They go back 20, 30 years. Yeah. So I wanted to see out of the number one draft picks who is still playing who's the oldest of their number one picks oh. do you guys know who it is wow unless i'm wrong unless i read it wrong no. who, do you, who, do you, who is it lebron lebron right yeah yeah right 2003 i didn't realize right. it was that long ago yeah he, yeah. he yeah. went out of high school he's a teenager in high school he's so yeah. it's about right yeah 1819 so he's the he's the only one of the number one picks Still playing. You check the list. And other basketball news. Well, who wants to do the basketball news? Any of you guys want to talk basketball? Larry has something Larry he wants to say. Right? Yeah, Larry wants to say something. Larry is. Larry's got to go, Bill. Bill on the Bill on the Wizards is is going free agency. He's turned down thirty five million dollars. Who's that? Bill. Bill. Oh, Bill. He didn't accept this. He declined. Not, I read that he declined his offer. But he's going to re-sign with them on a new deal. That's a little gimmick they do. I didn't see that in the paper. I have it here. He declined his thirty-six point four million option for next year, but he plans on re-signing a new five-year deal worth two hundred and forty-eight million, ten years with the Wizards. That's the last I read. Unless they change. Isn't that what Harden's doing with the Sixers? I think. Yeah. Decline. But they renegotiate more years. Yeah. I don't know. They're happy with the audience. They don't want to play. Yeah. Yeah. They'll get the Bobby Bonilla deal. <laughs> <laughs> then there was a story um, that the uh, the Hornets finally got their, their coach. Uh, Fred, you were talking about this. Steve Clifford, right? Yeah. Second yeah. time around. He, right. he, he coached them when they were called the Bobcats. Remember the Charlotte <laughs> Bobcats? They yep. Went- the Hornets, but I didn't know he coached Adelphi. Oh, really? He oh, really? Coached Adelphi in '95 to '99. Was he an assistant at yeah. St. John's? Was he an assistant at oh. St. John's? Mark? Don't have that in my. Don't have that. Coached Magic, and he attended the University of Maine at Farmington. I never even heard of that school. And uh, so that's so he's back. I mean, he's sixty years old. Okay, good for him. But here's another one. Philadelphia plans on, or they have signed uh, St. John's guy, Julian uh, Champagne. Champagne? 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 Yeah. Champagne? Yeah. As a two-way contract. You know what a two-way contract is? I had to do some Yeah, yeah. yeah. G League and and the NBA. You can only play a certain amount of games in the NBA and then down in the G League. Yeah, Jordan right. Poole did that for the Warriors. I never knew that. I had to look that up. That's right. So. And, and, and Toronto signed a local guy, uh, Ron Harper, who, you know, you might remember um, his father on the Bulls. Played for the Bulls? Yeah. yeah. His, his son was at Rutgers. 
Didn't, same name. Didn't get, didn't get drafted, but same name. Signed the same type of contract. But you know, and guys, on, you know, guys on free agency can make it. Look, look at two guys in prominence like Fred Van Fleet, right. and last year the guy from guy from Queens, Christ the King High School, Jose Alvarado from right. uh, on the I think on, on the Pelicans. He he went from a free agency. He just signed like a five year contract. So if he you can make it if you're not drafted. Just just off the wire, Kevin Durant has listed the Phoenix Suns. Or the yeah. Miami Heat, Me Heat. This is preferred destination. Those yeah. two teams? Yeah. Those two teams. Mm. So he wants to go to hot places. Mm. Yeah, it Either. sounds like it. Either the Schwitz or the dry heat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so now they got to figure out who they can get in a trade. Ah, yeah. We'll see. Uh, Brittany Griner tomorrow is going to find out her fate. I think her case oh. comes up tomorrow in Russia. Uh, they said she's staying another six months. They, they extended her a stay. But I think the case is going to court tomorrow. She could spend 10 years. Can you imagine that? Is she being, is she being used as a pawn? Think. Think. My God, I feel so bad for her. My Lord. Here's on the side. Yeah. All right. Baseball again. This happened broke last week. I think did it happen while we were on the air? The next day, the Aaron Judge uh, didn't go to arbitration, yeah, and he, he decided yeah. to do uh, to sign for this year for nineteen million. He came in the middle what the the Yankees offered and what uh, what he what he wanted, right? What he wanted, no, less incentives, yeah. less incentives, of course, and uh, so. Nothing, to, but now that in, in after the season is over, they got to do this all yeah. over again, right? Negotiations again, right? Yeah, yeah. And then after that happened, next day, then he stopped hitting. Once he signed that, that mm -hmm. deal, he he went dry. Yeah, he's really. get no hit on Saturday. Yeah, you guys watch that game? Yes, yeah, yeah. pitches, I they did. no hit him. Almost got no hit Sunday, also. <laughs> Almost got right. no hit but, Sunday again, right? They seventh inning, right? They woke yeah, up. They woke up and uh, Michael passed over that. <laughs> but wasn't but wasn't that great baseball going to the Astros? And regardless of your, just from a baseball fan, yeah, that, that was a great series. Well, they're hot. Yes. They're a very hot team, and they they they, they beat the Mets and uh, the Yankees play them tonight, don't they? Yeah, yeah, six one game. That's like a, a makeup for colder or something. Something happened yeah. where no, no, it's, a, right. it's the, the first two weeks of the season. Lockout. Remember during the lockout, the first two right, series right. of the season got yeah. postponed. Yeah. Yeah. Season started a week late. Yeah. Sorry to hear that the Yankees uh dropped Manny Benuelas. Uh yeah. hopefully nobody will pick him up and he can go back to the organization. But Manny went Ben Willis, who is yep. a, a, a kid. Can I just say something? Can I just say something? Apropos to what Michael was talking about. Yeah, again. You know, everything going great for the Yankees. They like the guy Sears. They call up for one day. Guy mm. comes in. He's pitched two on one day. Things two great games. You know, it's like everything they touch is they have the, the, yep. the Midas touch. And they also they brought back that guy Weber today. He's back. Yeah, right. Well, for one day, but it's like. He's an experienced guy. Yeah. Got a good arm. Yeah. But uh, I, I just – did they drop Sears or are they keeping him a little bit? No, no, no. Send him back to Sears. Sears down. Send him back. And then the next time they need it, you know. Well, they know that's their job. They know that's their job. You know, they can't be so upset. 
you know, they see who's ahead of them and uh, what they're paying these other guys. You, you'll see, you'll see more of them because they want, they want to monitor Severino. And I don't think he's giving up a run. Yeah. I don't think he's giving he, up a run. No, he had two not. starts against the Orioles and the other day against. No runs. Yeah. Uh, Roger. Yeah, they know they noticed something about this guy, Marcus. I know uh, preseason. I think they added him to the forty-man roster. That's why That's they, right. they, they yeah. cleared house with a couple of these utility players and some other people. Yeah, no, they saw some potential in this guy. Apparently, yeah. what I what I what I read. Yeah. You just look at him, Yankees. I mean, Marwin Gonzalez was signed him. He, guy, guy's great filling it. Except for Joey Gallo, everybody else is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think uh, after the All Star break, there'll be no more Joey Gallo. They're rich enough just to drop him and pay him and go elsewhere. Mm-hmm. It's a shame. He looks so sad every, every time he strikes out. It's yeah, so embarrassing. Yeah. You know, the Yankees have a four run rally, but in the middle of the rally, he strikes out and, and they boo him. Ooh. I mean, it's too bad about his hitting because he's he's really a good outfielder. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Very good. Oh God, yeah, yeah. Yeah. that's why they still have him because the team's doing well. Ger- Gerald wanted to talk about bonus babies. Do you have that report uh, now? Yes, I do. Okay. Yes. Oh, bonus. Remember the bonus babies we talked about sure. last week? Yeah. 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 Talk about. It. So, so from uh, prior to 1947. There were teams, particularly wealthy teams, such as the Cardinals, the Red Sox, the Dodgers, and the Yankees, who would sign players and stock their farm system. So in order to level the playing field from 1947 to 1965, Major League Baseball instituted the bonus baby policy, which entailed all players who were signed for a bonus of over $4,000 were required to be part of the 25-man roster. Two uh, years. So, two for years. example, for two, years, yeah. two years. Two years. So, for example, uh, Sandy Koufax, uh, he mm-hmm. rode the bench uh, for, for uh, two years. Uh, eventually, he uh, found his footing and his control, and he did very well. And I have a list of uh, uh, many of the uh, – all of the bonus baby players – but I just want to highlight four of them who made it uh, to the Hall of Fame. Al Kaline, Harmon Killebrew, Sandy Koufax, Catfish Hunter, and only one of them spent any time in the minor leagues, and that was Harmon Killebrew. So I thought that was a very good and interesting rule. And I just want to mention, if I could go through the list here rather quickly and just mention a couple of names that you would all um, recognize. And I'll, I'll do this as quickly as I can. Johnny Antonelli, mm. um, Al Kaline, Bob Miller, Dick Schofield, Joey J, uh, Joey Malfitano, Billy O'Dell, Harmon Kilber, I said, um, Cleet Boyer, oh. Al Severa. Not as a Yankee. Sandy Cook. Kansas City. Was Al Severa <laughs> No, Al, Al Severa signed with the Red No, I'm saying well, the, the Red, uh, red Lakers. Never mind. Go ahead. Kansas City. Kansas City. Uh, Koufax, uh, Jim Pagliaroni, uh, Boston Red Sox, Lindy McDaniel, Cardinals, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Mo, Mo Drabowski, Mike McCormick, yeah, uh, 
Uh, Vaughn McDaniel, Lindy's brother, also with the uh, Cardinals. Steve Boris, Bob Miller, Jerry Walker. You may recall with the Orioles, he was he was a bonus baby. Jay Hook, Cincinnati mm -hmm. Redlegs, and New York. Uh, Bob Bailey and Catfish Hunter with the Oakland A's. Yeah, so. <laughs> They so that was kind of an, uh, an interesting rule. <laughs> now, what I find interesting is that baseball tried to level the playing field, but my argument has always been if you really want to level the playing field, it, and I know it'll never happen, institute a hard salary cap for all teams. I know it'll never be, I get it. But that's my idea of leveling the playing field now. So teams like Oakland and Kansas City and Pittsburgh won't be fielding uh, double-A teams or yeah. triple-A. I don't know but, which. But. Along with that, Gerald, you got to also have a, a minimum that they have to that they have to spend a minimum yes, amount. Yes, 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 absolutely. Well, yeah, that's, Roger, that's, Roger, that's the idea behind the luxury tax, but teams don't spend the money. Right, that's right. They, they don't. They don't. They don't, the go they don't put it back into play and development. Or... Right. That's right. Right. There's no police. I agree with time right about that. Roger and Danny. What away in basketball? Knicks are going to sign Jalen Brunson. They are. Yeah, I just got the rumor. word. They have okay. to. If they don't. They will. In, a, in about an hour, in about forty-five minutes. And they'll probably break his leg in a few months. Anyway, uh, Roger and then uh, Danny again. Yeah, no, Mark, that's the one thing I agreed with Steinbrenner. He, he knew that what these lesser teams were doing. They, they'd get the money, Absolutely. but they wouldn't, they wouldn't invest it in the players. They, they, the owners would put yeah. it right in their pockets. I mean, so it defeated yeah. the purpose. It's yeah. one thing All I agreed right. with. Him, though. That's right. Danny? Um, yeah, so, regarding Steinbrenner, he was the only one that knew how to reinvest in his team. Yeah. And, and that, that, that's been the thing. Right? That's why you continue. Not always wisely, but yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. I got another question. May yeah. I touch it before I, we are joined? Anybody know why Michael K is not on his show? Why Michael? He's, he's broadcasting the games on TV. Why is he not on his show? I think maybe, he's in, maybe, isn't he in Houston? No, no, he wasn't on early this week. Maybe, maybe, right. maybe he, he's he's okay because I know my my son told me he spoke to him. I think it maybe just felt like maybe, maybe doing the show and doing the games is too much. Needed a little break. That's the only other thing, though. We know. all get tired, don't yeah. we? All get tired. Yeah. Even John Sterling got tied, apparently. Well, he's 83 yeah. years old. Time That's right. Older than I am. So yeah. I saw, uh, before we got a football, if I can find this, I saw Some a list of just changing the, uh, the, uh, the menu here a little bit. The oldest living Mets. Uh, uh, read some of these names instead of. Do anyone know who the oldest living Met New York Met is? I thought I read four years old. No, I, I thought I read, but I don't think it's him. Ken McKenzie. No, Ken is eighty-eight, and he's down the list. Dave Hillman. Where's Roger Craig? I'll tell you right now. Dave Hillman, ninety-four. Oh, Frank no. Thomas, who's going oh. through old time, his game is ninety-three. Uh, but he's not uh, going to play. He'll just walk out and bow. Uh, Roger Craig, 92. Hobie uh, Landreth, 92. That was the, their opening day uh, battery, right? Yeah. yeah. Willie, 
Willie Mays is 91. Oh, yeah. 91. As a Met. And Jim Marshall, 91. Ed Pursuit, 90. George Altman. Some of these old names you remember. George they Altman. were Mets. They were Mets. 89. Yeah. Joe Hicks, 89. Yeah. Ken okay. McKenzie, 88. Oh. Felix Mantia. Yeah. Still yeah. alive, 87. Okay. Ed Bauda. Bauda. Pitcher, right? Bauda. Pitcher, right? Joe Christopher. Smiling yeah. Joe Christopher. Yeah. Got a World Island. Series ring with the Pirates in 1986. 86. John Demerit, 86. Galen Sisko is still yeah, alive in 86. Wow. I see him as a pitching coach walking out to the map. Jimmy Schaefer, 86. Wayne Graham, 86. Cliff Cook, 85. Rick Hersher, 85. Jay Hook. Yeah. Got their first win. First win. 85. Uh, J.C. Martin, 85 also. Wow. Yeah. Galen Sisko was a very good college quarterback at Ohio State. Right. Oh, wow. Okay. In so, Fred, football, is it Ohio State or the Ohio State? The Ohio State. Right. Okay. They got paid. Yeah. That's the V, right? I want to go to football because a couple of there were a couple of deaths in football. Yeah, and, and one mm. I, I met, Hugh McElhenney. 93. Oh, man. You guys remember you, McElhenney? Yeah. Any of you guys? Yeah. Sure. I don't know if I ever saw him play. 49 is. 49 is. Uh, he was a Viking at one time. He started as a Viking. Expansion, 1961 Vikings. Um, came to the Giants. He died of natural causes. The Hall of Fame runner from the 50s. Came to the Hall of Fame in 1970. He was a rusher, receiver, kick returner, fast as all heck. Rookie of the Year in 52, before Boy, there was an award. They just said, you're, you're like one of the best rookies. Uh, like, he should have, you know, there was an award. Uh, other, you know, uh, accolades in his career, you know, Pro Bowls and, all, and Pro Teams. But the funny thing, when he became a giant. Over the hill. Well, yeah. he was, it was towards the end of his career. Oh. But he had a very famous face. If, if you remember, you can see, see his face right now. Please, I yeah. can see his face right now. And for some reason, I don't know how my family ended up. It had to be in 1963. We were having dinner. I was 13 years old in the Cattleman Restaurant in Manhattan. You remember uh, the Cattleman yes. Restaurant? Yeah, yes. Right, right. yes. Love that place. Yes. I hate to say this, but I don't understand how my family took us, took us to the Cattleman. We, we, we didn't even go to the city. And now we're in the Cattleman restaurant having dinner. And we're sitting there. And I recognize you, McElhinney. But I'm 13 years old. I'm not going to like go up to the kid like a, a groupie. And, and so I said to my father, that's you, McElhinney. And of course, he yeah. said, who's you, McElhinney? I said, he's a great football player. He's sitting like two, two, two tables down. Go, go ask him. Tell, make sure you, you know, who knows what to do in those days. So my father, you know, we both walked up to him and, and, and he said, are you you McElhinney? Yes, I am. Okay, thank mm -hmm. you. He sat down. We didn't get an autograph in those mm -hmm. days. No pictures, no nothing. But that was my, my meeting. No memory. Him. Yeah, memory. A memory. The cattleman. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How about that? And then Marlon Briscoe died. You guys remember Marlon Briscoe? Yep. Yeah. yeah. 76 yeah. years old. The first black starting quarterback in the AFL. Mm -hmm. He died of pneumonia. He had circular 
circulation problems in his legs. Sounds like diabetes to me. I'm not too mm. far behind, man. Anyway, uh, he went to they the... Turn, did, Mark, didn't they turn him into a wide receiver? Yes, yes, yes. yes. He only wanted a quarterback. I mean, like, so let's, let's read this little story here. Yeah, he was went to Omaha University. I, I would say that was a black university back in those days. Guessing. Drafted by the Broncos as a cornerback. Not quarterback, cornerback. Right. In the 14th round in 68, he told the team, I, I want to try out for quarterback. <laughs> like that. And he made the starting lineup as a quarterback. They called him the magician. That was his nickname. Uh, he became the first starting uh, quarterback in the NFL more than 50 years ago. He was runner-up to the rookie of the year. That year, he passed for 1,600 yards, which is nothing today. 14 touchdowns, nothing today. Ran for 300 yards, but I guess it was something in those days. He was five foot ten, and then the next year, I think they dropped him. <laughs> he, end, he ended up in uh, he ended up in Miami. The Dolphins he played on that that perfect season. Uh, yeah, season. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he went to the Bills. He became he became yeah. the, uh, like I said a, a receiver. Right. Yeah. And made a name for himself. Um, uh, supposedly, his best friend was this James Harris with was the Bills. The back. Mm-hmm. Quarterback. And supposedly, talking with uh, Harris, Briscoe helped Harris become a pretty good quarterback back in those days. Yep. He was always yep. outspoken about racial race, racial injustice. Mark. For him. Yeah. But Briscoe was the first quarterback to start a game. Harris was the first black quarterback who started in the, in the opening opening day game in the NFL. There you go. There you go. So good for that. I thought that was good. May he rest in peace. And then another big football story is, and, and they're really talking this up. You guys heard of it. Arch Manning. Yeah, the University of Texas. Uh, the son of, son of Cooper. The, the, Cooper. the brother who did not make it. So Arch Manning is going to Texas. I think he had 10 or 12 schools running after him. And he's making money right now just because he said he's going to Texas. Go ahead, Fred. I I think there's another story. I don't, the results haven't come out yet, but Deshaun Watson had a hearing uh, with a former federal judge who was serving as the uh, judge in in it to determine his, his penalty. So, that hasn't been. Uh, yeah, I don't they, think the well, results have come out yet. The NFL wants to do a uh, what do they call the suspension? Indefinite, indefinite yeah. suspension. And the lawyer saying, "What do you mean indefinite? Uh-huh. He's not proving guilty yet. Now you make <laughs> me turn this thing around." So, but that's what's going to happen. It's going to happen. He's going to be suspended for something. Yeah. Obviously, Hayfield may be back in Cleveland this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. Yeah, he's I, not I too happy of being there. He's not too I think happy cut, being there. I think they really cut ties with Mayfield because they signed yeah. another guy, Jacoby uh, Brissett. Brissett. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. I think they – I don't even know and if Mayfield's going to report to training camp if they want him there. Right, right. By right. the way, the word out of uh, San Francisco is they think uh, 
this uh, talk that uh, Garoppolo would be traded to Carolina. Because okay, uh, Car- yeah, because Carolina is not too happy with. Uh, so much for Darnold. Donald. Shut up. <laughs> You'll never see Donald again. What? Maybe you will. And for those who care, the USFL championship is going to be July 3rd. And I'll give Ooh. you a, I'll give you a quarter if you tell me who the two teams in the USFL final is. Fred, be quiet. <laughs> Mark, Mark's team and Fred's team. Well, my team lost. The Generals lost to the Philadelphia Stars uh, and the I'll Birmingham say, uh, Stallions. Say, I was going to say Birmingham. Birmingham Stallions. They, they play only in Birmingham, right? No, the game's going to be in um, – and, and they moved the game, moved the championship game to a different city. So right, give them a nickel. <laughs> and there's going to be a boxing match. Did you hear this one? Adrian Peterson's going to box uh, Le'Veon Bell. <laughs> no kidding. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah great. That should be is Peterson going to yeah. use a yeah. branch yeah. like he used one his, yeah. on his trial? To I, I don't know. Discipline his trial? Bowling. Danny, wake up. Any bowling news? No bowling news right. at all. The only thing is, it's personal for me. I found out today I, got a, I have a hernia. I've been operating on on July 11th, and I'm going to be out for six weeks after that. So I won't be touching a bowling ball until September. They want to take it easy July 11th. Yeah, that's that's a Monday. So you'll be on Thursday show. Okay. Yeah, we hope everything works out good for you, Danny. Yeah. I appreciate you not sketching that on a Thursday. One of the most (laughs) painful things I've ever gone through. You have no idea. Yes. All right, we got a few more things, then we can move on. Um, uh, 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 Mark, go ahead. Yeah, my son just told me that according to sources, Kyrie Irving now doesn't want to play for the Mets. He wants to, Nets. He wants to. He wants to be. He wants to go to go to the Lakers. That's the word. That's the word filtering around. Um, oh, perfect. I'd like to go to the Hornets. Can I go there? <laughs> where do you Where do you want to go? <laughs> yeah, he just he just accepted their what thirty nine million dollars for the this information whatever you want right. with it, but that's the latest. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. I, I believe you. I believe yeah. you. Yeah. Greg, you know what that means? It means that the Nets are going to win the championship later than the Jets. The Jets right. are going to win. <laughs> yeah, Steve, you want to say something? <laughs> yeah, them. he could have gone to the Lakers if he took the $6 million, the mid, uh, mid-level exemption. Oh, right, yeah. Out. yeah. Yeah. All right, make sure you watch Wimbledon. Wimbledon's going on now, too. Oh, yeah. You hear about that. Yeah. Serena gets knocked out in the first yes. round. Yeah. Yep. She wasn't ready yet. All right, it happens. And the girl that knocked out Serena got knocked out yesterday. Yeah, it happens. And uh, Nadal? Nadal is rolling. Nadal won today. Won yeah. today he was shaky today. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it amazing that all the how – many, how many they have? Over 100 start the tournament, these tournaments, and it always comes down to uh, Djokovic or Nadal. Right. Always comes down uh, the to best. the best. All the best players Good. other than Djokovic and Nadal are out. <laughs> Veratini's out with COVID. Um, right, right, right. Made of the Russian, the Russian guys out. Zverev's well, out. Yeah, right, right. So unless there's a major, major. Sapolov. The same guys. Sapolov is in and yeah. uh, Sipidis. Yeah. But um, 
Yes, it's a probably come down to Nadal and uh, Djokovic. Always, no, Nadal, always, Nadal. always happens. Always happens. My, too bad favorite. I don't know the women players. But, uh, Nadal this year has the, the top seeds. Nadal has the opportunity if he wins Wimbledon to get a Grand Slam the same year. I don't. I think he's not anywhere. He's not anywhere as good on grass as he is on. I mean, Clay is Djokovic Djokovic is at his best. He'll beat Nadal on at Wimbledon. And and Nadal's still hurt, isn't he? Still hurt, but he's playing through his injuries. Yeah, but he's not getting. He's not getting the uh, the uh, the uh, injections to numb it anymore. He's found something. He found some kind of uh, uh, radiotherapy or something. Green green tea. There you go. No, no, no. He's getting some kind of therapy. All right. All right. Um, I wanted to mention that the uh, the World Cup. What are they playing in the World Cup now? Qatar? We could talk. Qatar, whatever. It's going to be in Qatar, but in, in, in four years. Remember December. It's going to be in the USA, Mexico, and Canada. For the first time, they're having multiple countries. Post North America. North America. And it's the first time ever. And they they pulled the they put the stadiums. MetLife Stadium will be one of those. So for you soccer players can get tickets. AT and T Stadium in Arlington, where the Cowboys play. Gillette Stadium where the uh, Patriots play. Mercedes Benz in Atlanta. The NRG in Houston. SoFi, getting around. You build that beautiful stadium in California. It gets all the big things. Arrowhead is getting a uh, uh, a World Cup games. Hard Rock Stadium in Miami. Levi, is it Levi or Levy? What do you say? Levi? Levi. Like the jeans, Mark. Like the jeans. Levi, like the jeans. Levi. That's who it's named after? The Levi jeans? Yeah, Yeah, Levi Strauss. Oh, I thought like uh, Sam Levi. All right. Lincoln Financial (laughs) Field. Lumen Field. Lumen Field, Seattle. That's the new. They change names? Stadium in Seattle where the uh, the Seahawks play. That's called Lumen Field now. Yeah, they get new sponsorship. Like we go to the bathroom, they get new sponsorship, right? Yeah. My God, Toronto, Vancouver, Mexico City, Monterey, and Guadalajara. Guadalajara. I'm not going to go there. All right, why don't we end the show with a couple of the ten minutes of trivia questions? I know you have lots of trivia questions. So, who would like to? Uh, Get the ball rolling and try to stump the panel. All right, why don't we start with Michael, Joe, and then Fred, and then Gerald in that order. All right. I'm going to ask a question about a World Series that Jerry didn't like as much as the 1960 World Series. In the 19, in the year 2000, uh, what Yankee yeah. pitcher won two games? What relief pitcher? That was the World Series. Stanton? Pitcher won two games. Who said that? Me. Stanton. Oh, Danny Nagel, somebody else. Stanton, Danny. right. Stanton? Well, well, I, I pulled that, out. I pulled that out of my left. Good, Mark. Wow. How about Mark? Right, give me an apple. Who else? Who I say is number two? Apple for the teacher. Uh, Joe? Joe, go yeah. during, uh During the uh, yearly, the number report, uh, Harvey Haddix was called, was mentioned as being called the kitten. Who is the cat? Harry Burkine. Harry Burkine. Harry Burkine. I was going to mention that. <laughs> I was too, and then I figured I'd try for trivia. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say something else, but it's extra. <laughs> okay, so who who is Fred? Fred? 
Yeah. Who's the only player to play with both Mickey Mantle and Don Manningly? Oh, wow. Minnie Minoso. No. <laughs> oh, that's good. He's the, he's the is answer. it a trick question? Or is, is no, it a, it's, a, it's a legitimate question. So a legitimate ball player. So he played with the late Yankees in the late 60s. Bobby Mercer. Uh, but, but yeah. No. No, not Mercer. Oh, not Mercer? But, Bobby Mercer is correct. Oh, very Whoa, good. Yeah. Yeah. Who said Mercer first? Danny? I did. I did. Oh, I did. Very good, Danny. Very good. And who was the uh, uh, Gerald? Yeah. The only third base, the only third baseman with the least 80 extra base hits in each of three seasons. Eddie Matthews? No. Adrian Mike. Beltre? Brooks Robinson? No. Mm. no. Not Mike Schmidt? Mike Schmidt? No. no. Hey, give, it, give us the league. Uh, the league. Uh, let me do it another. Can I give the initials instead? All right. The <laughs> uh, well, league is national, and uh, I'll give you the initials. N.A. And oh, Nolan Arenado. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, what, was the que- what was the question? <laughs> the only third baseman with at least 80 extra base hits in each of three seasons. Hmm. He really is good, Nolan Arenado. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but if you were starting a team, would you take Arenado or Goldschmidt? They're both from the same team. Who would you take? Well, yeah. this year, Goldschmidt's having a very good year. Yeah, he certainly is. Yeah. All right, go ahead, uh, Fred. Oh. You want to go? Yeah. Okay. Who is Goodbye. the first? Who is the first? And I'm I'm not sure if any others have done this. The first pair of brothers on opposing teams in the World Series to hit hit home runs in the same game. They were Boyers. the first. The Ken, Boyers. Ken and, Ken and Cleet. That's right. 1964. Before. I don't know if he's ever done again. That was a good one. Yeah. Who else? Who else? Got uh, Gerald. Oh. The pitcher who has the best strikeout rate per nine innings in MLB history among pitchers with 900 or more innings. Nolan Ryan. No. Randy Johnson. No. Uh, Steve Carlton. No. All right, here we go again. What league? Uh, oh, uh, 68. Um, McLean. Gibson. Denny McLean? No, National League. Bob Gibson? I'll give you initials. Should I give initials? Yeah, go ahead. Do you want them? B's and Bernice W. W. Bob Wakefield. No. Bob Welsh. Billy Wagner. No. (laughs) Billy Wagner. 903 innings, 1196 strikeouts, uh, 11.92 strikeouts per nine innings. Is he? Is he in the? By the way, is he in the hall? Yeah. No, no, not yet. No, no. He's moving up, but he's not there yet. He should be. He should be. He should be. If uh, what's a Smith? What's Smith's first name? Lee. 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 That's another one. Again, five center fielders with ten or more All Star games. Willie Mays. 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 Snyder. 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 Mantle. Griffey. Griffey. 
Good. Junior. Junior. <laughs> yeah, Yankee. Come on, Yankee center fielder before Mickey. Bernie Wayne. Maggio. 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 No. And, the, and the fifth one's hard, but he's in the Hall of Fame. And, what team? Uh, the Twins. Kirby Puckett. Kirby Puckett. That was the tricky one, getting Kirby Puckett. Yeah. All right, who else? We got a few more minutes. Get Fred. Fred, then Danny. Okay. Okay. I, got a, I got a question on Paul Crunch. Sorry, Fred. Get Fred, then yeah. you Danny. Second, second. Yeah. I just right. picked this up in the news a couple of days ago. Well, let, let, Fred, hard, let Fred go first. Oh, you go ahead, get Danny. Go ahead, Danny. I'll go ahead. Baseball that a brother pitched to his brother and struck him out. Who was it? Necro. No, no, it just happened this week. Oh. It just happened this week. That brother. Oh, yes, yes. What's his name? The um, Nola. Nola. Yeah, Aaron Nola. Nola. Aaron, Nola. One's a catcher for San Diego. Aaron Nola. Aaron Nola. Yeah, and the catcher got struck out. So it was such an oddity. You know, brothers were playing against each other that way. I got one more. Again, who? Again, this is the first player. I don't know if it's been done since. But the first player to win a batting title, a gold glove, and a World Series in the same season. Batting title. Gold, gold glove, glove, and a World Series in the same season. William Mantle? Mays, 1954. No. William Mays. No. <laughs> and not Mantle? A batting no, not Mantle. Gold glove. But it is a Yankee. Take it to be Yankee. Yankee. Imagine. Yeah. Imagine. Imagine. Now, it's, it's somewhere close, closer to, uh, you know, not that far. Well, twenty some odd years ago in the nineties. A Yankee. Oh, in the nineties. Bernie Williams. Bernie Williams. Bernie Williams. Right. There were two. Well, the, besides Babe Ruth, mm-hmm. name the only other player to hit four home runs in one game. And to record a major league win, not the same game, of course. Don mm. mm. Maloney. No, this is to rec- hit four home runs in Which one. It's only game. happened three times, Mark. <laughs> huh? It's only happened like three times. <laughs> Number four. Garrick didn't pitch. <laughs> no, not number, not number four. Name the only player to hit four home runs in one game. Yeah. And then he also recorded a major league win as a pitcher. Rocky Calavito. Rocky Calavito. Yeah, Calavito. Yeah. Calavito. Rocky Calavito. I knew that. I saw that. I game. said that before. You asked got, the I question. Said it before, I, I sense it. I didn't hear you. Oh, wow. I should have known that. I answered that earlier. Yeah, I must have missed it. I must have, like, <laughs> I must have blinked. Yeah. <laughs> Check the recording. I had Michael. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. There was an NBA player. His name was Billy McGill. What was his nickname? The Billy Hill. The Hill, the Hill. Hill. Billy the Hill. Billy Hill. Utah. I never heard of him. Utah. Another, <laughs> Utah. another Nick draft bust. Oh, yeah. Same yeah. time as, as Paul Hogue. I have a few more questions. I'm watching oh, the questions. All right, there, Fred. Okay. Who is the only person player to be drafted in three sports in four different leagues? Dave Winfield. Dave Winfield. Right. Yeah. <laughs> wow, good one. <laughs> I got these old questions from a book I'm reading by Jim Cott about his days as a Yankee broadcaster. Oh, man. Uh, Excellent book. In yeah. 1963, 
That was the year that the Dodgers beat the uh, the Yankees in World Series. Swept them. But Roger Craig, as a Met, lost 18 consecutive games. What was interesting when he finally won a game to end his streak? What did he do? What? Beat Colfax? Did he pitch a hitter? (laughs) Did Did he get the only RBI in the game? No. What was his uniform number? Anyone remember 13, Roger Craig? 13, wasn't it? Number, he no. wore 38. He wore 38, <laughs> but he changed to 13. Oh. He, won, he won the game. <laughs> you don't think of him as 13. I'm surprised. That you was Ralph Franca's number. Yeah. Ralph, Ralph, was it 13? Yeah. Yeah. 30, yeah. I remember that. Okay, who else? Michael. 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 Uh, Mariano Rivera has the all-time save record for the Yankees. Who's number two? San Diego. Padre Royal. First of all, number two for the Yankees or lifetime? Number two. Number two in saves for the Yankees. Wedgefield or Louis Royal? No. They didn't. They didn't. Gossage? Louis Arroyo was around. I don't think they even talked about the word save. Wetland? Not Wedwin. Wetland? Wetland I did one year. No, Goose? Bucky Lyle. No. Not Spaggy, no. No? He pitched for the Giants, Howie. Oh, Rigetti. Rigetti? Rags. Really? Rigetti really? went to relief. Right, started to relief the champ. Why did he, why did he go to relief? Is he was tired? Of, uh, mom? No, they needed they needed a starting pitching that year. It was like what the early eighties. Yeah, they weren't good. <laughs> he, he started as a as a starter. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Pitch no, right. no, Ju- no hitter on July fourth. Yes, right. I'm Brad's birthday. Yeah. That's right. Nineteen eighty three. That was his last start as a as a starter. I think. Really? Started a game again after no hitter against the Red Sox on July fourth. Remember who? Remember who he struck out for the last batter? Wade Boggs. Oh, Wade Boggs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they show that on TV, of course. I'm sure they'll show it this weekend, right? July Fourth weekend. Yeah. All right, boys. I, I, I want to like again thank you for coming aboard. Show number one thirteen. Uh, Ray talking sports again for an hour and what we talk for an hour and forty minutes, and we keep on going, but we all have to eat, and some of you have yeah. to. Yeah, lunch. You guys out in the <laughs> West Coast. Right. Uh, have a great holiday weekend, guys. When I see you guys next Thursday, when I see you guys next Thursday, I want you to show me ten fingers. I don't want you right. playing with the fireworks okay. and you're losing one. You know what I mean? Right, right. Have a great weekend, guys. Take care. See you out there next week. Take care, Mark. Stay safe, everyone. I'm skipping school this Friday. Happy July 4th, everybody. Okay, Mike. No problem. All right. Take care. Bye, guys. Take Take care. care. Be well.